Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Time Mr. Podcast, we have yours true, little B at Brunelli Sports, Chris, aka Hater at Supercharge 33, and Tyler at T underscore Dement. Thank you for joining us. We got a jam packed episode for you this week. Let's go ahead and jump right into it because I know my boy Tyler has a lot to say, and I'm gonna have to try to keep him a little contained here. But uh, everybody's talking about it, so we might as well talk about it too. The Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, Urban Meyer, in his bar video, plus everything else that is going on with Jacksonville at this current moment. Um, I'll say, I'll jump in here really fast and just say what's got to be said. Uh, It was a horrible hire when the Jacksonville Jaguars and Sean Cobb decided to bring Urban Meyer out of retirement, a college coach that had a lot of success, but college doesn't always translate to the NFL, and Urban Meyer has been nothing but a massive disappointment since day one in that organization, putting a horrible coaching staff together as well as a horrible draft class, then to a horrible start of the season and trading away his best players like CJ Henderson to the Carolina Panthers for Dan Arnold. And then as well as trading Joe Sherbert to the Pittsburgh Steelers for like a six round draft pick urban Myers way over his head. He doesn't know what to do. He can't control his locker room. The mistake has been made. The ink is on the wall. You have to let him go. You don't have the trust of the players or the organization, and some things can't be mended, and these are one of those things. It is time for the Jacksonville Jaguars to end the Urban Meyer experience and move on and let Trevor Lawrence and all these rookies and young team actually have a chance under an NFL head coach. So saying all that, Tyler, I'm going to give you literally a little over a minute Get your bitch session out. So, Tyler, go. Oh, I'm going to need more than a minute, but here you go. So, first, <laughs> let's get, first, let's get to the video, just in case anyone lives under a rock and doesn't know. The dude was caught having a college-aged chick, which obviously is not his wife, um, grinding on him. Um, and then now, apparently, there's an angle showing where, I mean, the dude basically had us trying to put his fingers up the girl's asshole. Um, I mean, obviously... We're not the um, the moral police here, but obviously there's something wrong about that. But the thing about it is, is the guy's a distraction. The one thing that you never want from your head coach is a distraction. That's not how this is supposed to go. Um, nope. I mean, there's so many things wrong with what's going on here. I mean, the players don't respect him, which is not a surprise because we pretty much people already had figured that would happen. They didn't like him from the minute that he walked in the door, and now it's even worse. Um, the guy didn't fly back with his team after a, a loss. I mean, I mean, apparently it's not unprecedented for a head coach to not fly back with the team. But I would think that when you're a rookie head coach and your team hasn't won a game and they had a game that early on looked like they were going to win and they let it fall through their hands, you might want to fly back with your team and try to get their, you know, get get them up a little bit. But the guy's a clown. Okay, he's a clown. He does not belong in the NFL. I don't know what he's doing. I would be surprised if he lasts until the end of the year because 
obviously there's things going on in Jacksonville. You know, they, they already have even talked about who inside would take his place if they get rid of him. Um, I mean, the players are laughing at him. I don't know. Did you guys see that part of it? I, there's so much to cover here. It would be like Chris before we said recording would have to be uh, its own special, the Urban Meyer podcast episode, because we could sit here and literally go on for hours about Urban Meyer. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about like now, like apparently the Jaguars players, when he, when he met with the team and told them what happened and he said that, that it was all an accident and all that, basically, apparently the players were laughing at him. Like when he left the room and they said that he knew that they were like, like that's the, I mean, obviously, yeah, there is something funny about it, but like, that's the most utmost disrespect to your head coach. Like, like he, he has no respect of any of those guys. There's no way they win a game with this guy. There's no way. They don't respect yeah, him, they, and he has to – rather it's on his own accord, which it could be because we already know how he operates, or if it's with the Jaguars saying bye to the guy. Yeah. I, I don't think – I think if they lose another game or two, that he's definitely out the door here in Jacksonville. Or USC – I don't even know if USC will touch him after this whole freaking video comes out. I don't think – I think he's going to have to go back into the – I think all of his chances anywhere, if he gets let go by the Jacksonville Jaguars, he won't have a job waiting for him anywhere. But, uh, Chris, do you have anything to add on to the Urban Meyer train here? What? Oh, and I got this right here. This is posted by uh, Zach Robinson on video. Uh-oh, hours ago. And, and this is and that quote from Urban Meyer himself. Criteria for a struggling team. Plus issues. Dysfunctional environment. Selfishness. I think we have all three criteria for the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. All by Urban Meyer himself. I mean, it's just a matter of time before this implodes on the on the field, and you know, there's a sound in that. It's a matter of time. Yeah, very much so. Um, I did just see this tweet from a Dan Helly at Dan Helly. Uh, it says, "Urban Meyer around the NFL. What other coaches and GMs are talking about is the fact he didn't fly back to Jacksonville with the team unless there is a family deal. emergency. This is an unheard." For head coaches and obviously there is no family emergency this is just urban meyer being a complete team distraction and he has lost the locker room he never had the locker room and he there's no way these players are going to listen to him yeah yeah so i mean we'll we'll sit here on much long we'll get i'll go ahead and get off of this because we i think six seven eight minutes of urban meyer talk is enough and the man shouldn't get that much attention anymore but it is what it is. Let's go ahead and get our NFL week four thoughts going on. And let's go ahead and start with uh, – let's just go ahead and talk about my Packers really fast before we talk about anything else. Um, oh, we got to talk about Wilton's Pat and Wilton the All right. I don't know. All right. So That's this was – Yeah. It, it, it was a lot better than I thought. Um, the, the refs were god-awful throughout this entire game. Um, the only thing I really have to take away from this game – People want to say Aaron Rodgers' inaccuracy. I don't think it was Aaron Rodgers. I actually do think uh, there's one or bad two plays by Aaron Rodgers, but the old line 
wide receivers weren't getting open again when they needed to. Devontae Adams had a lot of drop passes, which was concerning today. He should have had an extra like three or four catches that hit his hands or near him, and he didn't make a good enough play. Uh, very unlike him. But the big thing is going again, having to talk about referees. The uh, the ticky-tack call on the block field goal, the pass interference on Devo- Deontay Johnson, uh, the tripping call on T.J. Watt. I mean, it goes on and on again that there's multiple times that the refs called a horrible game, and it's just getting very frustrating to always talk about. But the big, big, big thing that needs to be talked about, what the fuck, CBS? What the fuck? Who the fuck cares about the Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets overtime experience? You have the game. What? No, fuck you don't. You do not care about the Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets. I have Sunday ticket, and it took until like eight minutes until the first quarter or five minutes until the first quarter for it to finally kick over and unblock it because on local TV. But to literally sit there and let the whole Packers-Steelers uh, game to go out of the first quarter before ever being televised because you wanted to show that shit show of a game, who the fucking CBS made that decision? Because you should be fired. Because there's no reason for you to show that whole game. Nobody cared. Nobody in the local markets cared. You have one of the games of the week, and you literally allow the first quarter to go without being shown one time on national TV. That's just asinine. That's all that needs to be talked about this game. I'll let throw it out there really fast if you guys have anything to say, but I, I don't think – Tyler, do you have anything I, I on the Packers? All right, what do you got? Well, I mean uh, – Go ahead, Tyler. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I just – I got to stop you, though. I, I totally disagree as one of the games of the week, but I agree where you're coming from. We didn't want to see no Jets-Titans. They, they're they irrelevant. But look, the Steelers, man, they are straight garbage. They're trash. And I am personally here to cheer it on and see it through because, look, their offensive line, man, is awful. I mean, absolute awful. Ben Roethlisberger, trash. Awful. He's no good. He's no good. I mean, they can't open up any holes for the running back that they think so highly of. I mean, he's not doing anything out there. They're, this Steelers team, they're, they're just – they're no good anymore, period. And like I said, I'm here to see it because, I, I, I mean, obviously I'm a Bengals fan and I've heard about how great this team has been for so long. And the reality is they're just not good anymore. And, and this Steelers team might not be good for a bit because they're, they need a quarterback and they need an offensive line. So I just want to throw that TJ Watt had two sacks in this game and both of one was a tripping call and the other ones when Aaron Rodgers decided to lay down because there's no and TJ gets the sack. And let me just say this, Eric Stoke is the truth. Fuck you, Kevin King. Your time is over. All right, Chris. All right. Let's talk about the one guy that we got. Talk about that Adam talking the ball. And after like the Rotten Adams, who's one of the best players from the movie in that day. All right, that day. Come on. Randall Cobb is back. For years, we've been talking about where is Aaron Rodgers' other wide receiver. It's not, it's not, it's not MVS. It, and he's hurt. And, yeah, as I say, he's hurt. Lazard, they're making him a like a a blocker on the just the, for quick routes and everything else. He's a fantastic blocker, so they're using him more for blocking than they cool. actually receive him. Cool. That doesn't help Rodgers much, though. Nope. But. Finally, we got, we, got, we got a renaissance from Randall Cobb. I'm not saying he's been back, but Randall Cobb and, and Aaron Rodgers back together again. It's great to see. Great to see. That's all I got to say, that. Yeah. So, 
All right, let's go ahead and talk about our Sunday night thoughts. Um, that is, if anybody remembers, that is Tom Brady returning to Gillette How Stadium. How did that in our Yeah, exactly. They did. And Tom Brady did not throw a single touchdown in that game. Like, Tampa, I mean, New England's Patriots defense is quietly being really good. Um, I mean, they allowed no touchdowns to be, you know, I think one crap touchdown from the running back, but – I mean, like that was nothing but field goals for uh, Tampa Bay. It was great, and then Mac Jones had a decent game. But I'm sorry, I tried to watch this game, but I literally passed out, tired from exhaustion. So I don't have much to say besides I think New England actually looks pretty decent on defense, and uh, Mac Jones. I think they just need to open the the game a little bit more for Mac Jones. These little deep and dunk passes doesn't really get much done. Chris, do you have anything? I I didn't follow Paulette. ポーレンなエルゴイリンオーレンノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノーノ
like with with Joe Burrow, you're never out of the game. I mean, he I I truly believe that he never thinks he's out of the game. And, you know, that's kind of the difference between him and the last quarterback that we had. Like, like Joe Burrow never believes he's out of the game. And all that kind of like, uh, you know, goes on to all the other players. They feel that, too. So uh, the game was great. Um, You know, got to see um, McPherson uh, hit the game winning field goal. I will say this, man. Paul Brown Stadium was absolutely rocking on on Thursday night. I mean, I have been to a handful of games over the last, you know, four or five years or so, and I've never seen the place like that. Uh, a sellout crowd, I mean, and it was just super energetic. Like, like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they said the, the attendance for that game apparently was the most 2015. So, like, you know, Bengals fans came out, man, and, and I, I think that they're, they're going to – they'll be out there this Sunday too. Uh, a uh, little B and uh, they're, they're going to be out there trying to give your guy a hard time. Yeah. My brother will be at that game this weekend, Cincinnati Bengals versus the green Bay Packers. Packers are visiting the Bengals and my big brother will be in Cincinnati for that game. Hold on a minute. You're telling so, me your brother's going to be there, be there for that game. Yes, sir. That is correct. I don't his, know what uh, to do with this. His, uh, <laughs> it's just, it was his one year anniversary present from his wife is him take her taking to the game. So He's going to go see Cincinnati play, you know, Packers versus Cincinnati, which I think is going to be a great game. My thing is, is that the Cincinnati Bengals start so slow every week. It's so goddamn frustrating to watch how slow the Cincinnati Bengals start every game. That's going to bite them. They keep coming back and winning games. That's not going to last. You guys have to become more explosive and stay in front of the game. You guys you every game you have started behind and came back and win. That's not going to last. You your offense starts so slow, and it's not until the second half you guys make the adjustments and win. Well, I I will say this though, I agree, and and it, that all comes down to Zach Taylor with the play calls. But um, mm-hmm. you know we we always start off slow. Zach Taylor, you know, even though he has obviously a really good quarterback, he's committed to running the football. And and that's kind of in a lot of ways been been his downfall because normally you want to see a heavy you know a good dose of running too you know you got to keep the defense honest but you know he he's so committed to the running game that he's not really letting Joe Burrow like air it out until it's like you know do or die it's you too, know and I yeah and that's not I mean you have such an explosive offense with weapons with Jamar Chase T Higgins Tyler Boyd uh, and Joe Mixon who could be an amazing back you know catch a receiving back and he doesn't use it properly. It's very frustrating. I mean, you guys could be putting up 35 points a week if he would actually just well, let Joe Burrow in that offense. You drafted Jamar Chase for a reason. Start using that offense. I mean, like, more yes, exactly. Well, I was it just goes back to that. Also, Go ahead. Yeah. If, if they're, well, like I said, he obviously has been wanting to run the football a ton, but uh, Joe Mixon more than likely is not playing this Sunday. So I know a lot of fans, including myself, are are curious if this is the week that he lets the offense unleash some. Because I mean, Joe Mixon is a great running back, but I mean his backup is Samaj P. Ryan. He's nothing that special. I mean, he's okay, but I don't think he's a guy that you want to make it a point to get him a ton of carries. So if there's ever the Packers- a week to come out. And get it going. It's this week, anyways. The Packers, for the first time in 20 years or something like that, in back-to-back games, they've held the offense under 70 yards of rushing. So I don't know. I mean, this this Packers defense is like making 
average quarterbacks look elite, but they're actually doing pretty well against the run. So, hey, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But the big issue is Jair Alexander. Is he going to miss this week? Which it sounds like he will be missing this week. So, I mean, we are looking Ooh. at we are literally looking at Eric Stokes covering probably Chase and then Sandy, you know, Shandon Sullivan and Isaac Gidham. I don't know who's going to be the other corner, starting corner for this game. But uh, do you have anything to add, Chris, about the Thursday night game? No, 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 not good. All right, so I got to say it because we're talking about my brother going to see the Green Bay Packers. We're talking about the Packers a lot here. Well, uh, I found out some pretty awesome news uh, last week before after we recorded. Uh, my amazing girlfriend uh, broke down or uh, finally broke down and told me what she's been playing for a couple weeks. She will be taking me to go see the Green Bay Packers play the Los Angeles Rams in Lambeau Field the weekend of Thanksgiving. My first time ever going to Lambeau Field for a football game. And she's going to buy tickets and have me sit right behind the Green Bay Packers bench. So I am super excited to uh, – nope. What's that? Nope. Yeah, I'm fucking – I'm pumped. I like. I keep looking at tickets. I mean, she's, she's giving me a little allowance to go into the stupid – uh, thrift the game store and go buy stuff in the game you store. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I completely understand. I mean, we're we're looking at staying in Milwaukee because it's probably cheaper to stay in Milwaukee on game, you know, that week because uh, just Lambo, you know, there's not many hotels in the game day. You know, those tickets are so much, or those uh, hotels are so much more. And speaking of the girlfriend, she just stepped into the room. So one second, let's see what she's going to say. Oh, apparently we're only going to be 25 minutes away. Apparently she's already got the hotel. I'm just finding out new information. So there we go. <laughs> she was listening in the other room and came and stepped in because she heard me talking about the game. So, yes, that is, that is I'm super excited for this. I cannot wait. It's always been one of my dreams to go see Green Bay play in Lambeau Field. And I haven't got to see my Packers and play. You play at your home field. Like, yes. Nothing like it. Yep. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. We're leaving Thursday or Friday morning after, you know, on black Friday and taking the 14 hour drive up there. And then we're going to, you know, she has some uh, other surprises for me on Saturday before the game. And she already told me that we will be tailgating at Lambeau field. So <laughs> I mean, I have yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's all I got to say. I thank you for letting me vent about that because I am super excited about that. I've already told my – I've already told my – go ahead, bud. What do you got? Oh, I was just going to say, before we move on, man, my, my head's rolling like crazy knowing that Big B is going to be not that far from me. Look, you, I might have to get in touch with him and tell him, hey, we might, I might drive my ass down to Cincinnati. We might have a couple of beers before that game or something. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe my brother's gonna be in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be at that game. I'm, that's pretty awesome of himself. I helped. I helped his wife pick that game out and pick the seats and everything. She approached me and asked me what game. She was thinking about Baltimore or Cincinnati because it was the closest games. Uh, she just chose the Cincinnati Bengals because it was closer, a little closer, and it wasn't during the bad. You know, she was afraid to go north during Christmas time and during the winter. She was afraid that it might there be some really bad weather and not be able to come home. So I, I said it made sense. So she's super. They're super excited to go see the Bengals and Packers play. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to watch that game. I wanted to watch that game so bad. I sat down and I sat there and I turned the game on. I was like, yay! Ten minutes later. Yeah, it was a rain delay. It was a lightning delay. Yeah, it really screwed it up. Like I, when I finally got to turn it on, I was like, it's first quarter and it's only ten minutes. Like ten minutes still in the first. What the f- is going on? I was excited, but I was like, I get to watch this game in full. I, I watched. I saw. I saw the Jared Cook touchdown and I saw the Austin Eckler. I needed Keenan Allen touchdowns. Is all I got. Yeah, yeah. No, both the tight ends, both the tight ends that you gave the boy Donald uh, he's still not a 10 touchdown tight end that everybody tried to gargle him up to be. The no, he's not. <laughs> but no one who had one and like 10 of them on touchdown, five of them, whatever. Okay, so the hands of the arms, he fell something Yeah, I, I woke up and saw the Raiders come back. I really thought the Raiders were going to make the comeback. When I woke up, the Raiders are in on that, and I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> and then, and then they, and then they got, and then Donald James got a pick. And then, Donald went for it on fourth down. That was the key moment of the whole game. Landon Stanley went for it on fourth down. No, Edmund Wynn would not have done that last year. No, he wouldn't. And then they got it, and then they threw up a whole play away. And that sealed the deal. Yes. Yeah, Chargers, I have to admit my fault here. I was not a believer in Justin Herbert, and he is he's a, he's a stud. <laughs> he's a stud. He has a great offense. He finally has a seems like a decent head coach. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, it's not clown yet. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing better than Anthony Lynn. That's not a bash against Lynn. Lynn's a great person, you know. Not but just not a good head coach, and that's okay to be that. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, there, I still believe in this Raiders team. I mean, I really do believe in this Raiders team. It was the first, you know, Jacobs came back. He looked a little bit, of, you know, a little slow, a little sluggish. Um, they did. I, I don't know why the Raiders take so long to try to like blow the top off of defenses with Henry Ruggs and company. Oh yeah, speaking of speaking of Tyler's starting slow. You're not trying to grant one of that. Look at the Raiders. Yeah. They fell behind 21 to nothing, and it bit them in the butt. So, they don't pay no. Let me talk about fourth down. I call Chucky. I'm shocked my boy Chucky, a.k.a. John you know, Gruden here. Late in the game, on fourth and inches, that got called. It was the first down that got called back to fourth and inches. I know it was deep into Chargers territory, but – I really felt like fourth and inches where you were at and you guys were actually showing a little bit of momentum and not going for it there with Jacobs or your the fullback that's really good, Ingold or whatever his name is. I, I, I want to say that Jacobs was home at the time. No, he's, he's, not, he's the one who ran it for on third and five. Oh, and tight end. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then they overturned it. Yeah, I thought that was such a, I thought that was such a weak call. I was that so was pissed. Yeah, I there was a it was a ball a challenge. He was short. They called it right, but I really thought he should have. I was shocked they punted it. I, I, that to me was the end of the game. I turned the game. I think I pretty much fell asleep after that because like, you're not going to win that if you're not going to go for it. I mean, I knew it was deep. I was like, yeah, it's deep. But I was like, I think right there to keep well, the ball. Well, no, you have to go yeah. for it. Yeah, that's my thing with that game. But uh, Tyler, did you have anything about Monday Night Football? Well, I'll admit to you, I didn't even watch the first quarter. Um, I woke up about 12.45 because I went to bed early, man. I, I woke up like 12.45, rolled over. 
I put put Chargers in my Google search and it popped up 2814. I'm like, okay. Um, but actually, I'm kind of shocked though that you guys didn't talk about like what everyone man. A Twitter world was going crazy last night when they announced a weather delay at a stadium with a yeah. roof. I have yeah. never. What seen is that about? I, I have no idea. What is that? That, that to me is, is super super there, wild. There, there, there's a hole in the. It, it made it last night, and and there's a possible hole in the side of the stadium that lets open air in to the to the dome. Okay, but it's a dome. We have seen games played in complete blizzards. We've seen games played in complete monsoons. Oh, hold on. There's a little hole over here in this massive, massive stadium. We have to put a weather delay on this game. Oh, lightning. I get it, lightning, but like. You have lightning protection on those stadiums. I don't get it. There's a roof. That is bad. Yeah, I, 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 I have a wild. Yeah, that's that, 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 my timeline was like literally I, I couldn't even count how many people was like making jokes about it. It, it was just it was crazy. I, I don't understand that. Like a five billion dollar stadium with a roof and you have a weather delay. That's mind blowing to me. It is. Um let's go ahead and move on to the game of the week uh last week for us, and that is and was for the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals pretty much wiped the floor with the Los Angeles Chargers and Matthew Stafford. Not Chargers, I'm yeah, sorry, Rams. Rams. I meant Rams. <laughs> but still stands the Los Angeles team uh, got their ass whooped by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, I don't think it's uh, too early to say. It might be, but Kyler Murray, MVP. I mean, he's playing and having a hell of a season right now. I mean, we talking about Matthew Stafford last week and now. Yeah, we're talking about nine touchdowns. I mean, four interceptions, uh, 1,200 yards throwing. That's just his throwing stats. That's not including his, like, six rushing touchdowns already on the season. Yeah, by the way, they've all been locked in. Yeah. But, yeah, it was 37-20. It was – and that's – I think there was a late touchdown in that game that kind of made it – yeah, the Rams got a garbage time touchdown – and it was actually it should have been 37-13, but Robert Woods got a late garbage garbage time touchdown and saved some fantasy owners there if you're still playing Woods. But uh James Conner, let me all right. What the fuck is going on right now? If James Conner vultures one more goddamn touchdown from Matt, Kyler Murray or Chase Edmonds, I swear I'm gonna go find Cliff Kingsbury and slap him in the face. Like, what is going like? He's, he's making me look stupid. He's making me look stupid. He's not in one of our leagues. I mean, James Conner is averaging 2.8 yards a carry. It's not like he's blowing the roof he's off. A red bone he's a, he has two touchdowns. He had 18 carries for 50 yards. His longest was 10 yards, and he's averaging 2.8. That is straight trash running back. But he is just like vulture. He is the god. He is the. Vulture of all quarterbacks. It used to be Brandon Jacobs. It is now fucking James Conner. He is the vulture of touchdowns. 
Yeah, remember, remember when all the running backs got hurt for Green Bay, and we said, "Fuck it, John Coon, you're our." Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Average to carry. Go Coon. I'll never talk ill of John Coon. Okay. I'm not saying bad. I'm saying that Coon on the field is not good. He's a fullback. He's not supposed to carry the ball. He's not been on a lot. Yeah, but James Conner, whatever they're doing there. I mean, they had 216 yards rushing last week against the, Air- the Los Angeles Rams. Like, 216. Like, they're supposed to be a good defense. 216 yards rushing. Freaking. And then I know the not up. Sorry, guys. That's the last show. No, no. And when you listen to that show, they'll know that little me bought the land and Taylor bought the Cardinals. Yes, yes, that's true. But and you guys bought. You guys didn't buy the Broncos. I bought suck. And what happens? They lost. So, <laughs> you know. They're still oh, three and one, okay? They're still three and one. I know it's not quite out in it's but no Just going back to James Conner really fast, you know, 18 carries, 50 yards, two point. Uh Chase Edmonds, 12 carries, 120 yards, averaging 10 yards a carry. You're telling me that Prince Edmonds and my Yeah, uh give the ball more to Chase Edmonds. Cliff, please. Thank you. Um I mean I know yeah, I mean and then AJ Green's coming back. Yeah, he very much did. I yeah. the game. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was killing the first couple of weeks. Now he's kind of like taking the back seat well, to. Well, Jalen Ramsey completely shut down. There's any doubt about Jalen Ramsey being one of the best players in the game. He couldn't shut DeAndre Hopkins out. Van Jefferson coming out of nowhere, having a great game. Uh, Daryl Henderson was back and having another good game. Oh, rushing yeah. The ball. <laughs> yeah, just, just, it was a good game. Cooper Cup finally came back to earth, even though he had 13 targets and only five receptions. He has 30 receptions, 435 yards, and five touchdowns. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Tyler's been uh, uh, very quiet, so I don't know if he has anything to say or he's just waiting for his turn. Tyler? Uh, I'm waiting for my turn, but I don't got a lot. Uh, I, I was actually really surprised, though, by how bad the Rams' defense looked, though. Like, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, every every dog has it today, though. I mean, it is the NFL, and, and they got a lot of playmakers on um, Arizona. I mean, the reality is, like, A.J. Green is having, honestly, a better season than DeAndre Hopkins. Who would have ever guessed that? I mean, and I, I, I don't have – I don't think I have Edmonds or James Conner in fantasy. So, But honestly, I kind of expect a lot of that, though, this year because, like, James Conner, I don't think he's really a good player, but I think he's just playing his role, though. I mean, Edmonds is more of the speed, like, littler guy, and James Conner is going to be the guy that comes in and, you know, finishes off the drive. So if you have Chase Edmonds, he's going to have his games, but I, I don't know, man. You. You better get a James Conner if you can, which uh, at this point he's probably picked up. But I think he's going to keep getting these these uh, touchdowns, though. He has 10 more carries than Edmonds. He has four touchdowns to Edmonds, zero touchdowns. 
and Connor has three point three point two average, while Edmonds has five point nine. It's it like they're winning, I mean, I like so you the, can't complain. Yeah, but you're you're using the wrong running back. Too. I would like to see the red zone uh, play between them. Yeah, I mean, so speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, really here fast because you guys pointed out AJ Green leads the team in in yards, and that's it by four yards. But he has thir- fifteen targets or fifteen catches on twenty four targets and two touchdowns. He's averaging sixteen point five yards a catch. Christian yeah. Kirk. Christian Kirk has 16 receptions on 18 targets, 244 yards, averaging 15.3 yards an average on a catch with two touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins has 17 receptions, but he has 225 yards and three touchdowns. Like he is third on his team as the number one and supposed to be a top five wide receiver. He's third on his team on yards. He barely beats everybody out on touchdowns, and he has a 13.2 uh catch average and that is usually where he stands out above everybody is his deep ball catching ability yeah. and he's third and he's third he's he's third on his team and tied with third because Rondell Moore has, what? No, it's great I was just about, just, to I mean, say, just about to say and we haven't even even mentioned Rondell Moore who also is a, a talented guy like yeah they're they're yeah, set six. there man you know I mean, AJ Green. I never. I mean, I never really thought AJ Green fell off. I just think he was hurt a lot. But as long as he stays healthy, I mean, he obviously can still play. Yeah, he's definitely playing himself into a contract next year if he stays healthy. He'll definitely get a chance to stay on the team and a contender and get paid again next year if he still plays and stays healthy. But uh, anything else from this game, or can we move on to Thursday night predictions for this week? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we I'm got good. Thursday night football this week. And we have this week we have the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. Oh man. Yes. So I think we should put a poll out here. We're gonna go into our predictions here really fast. And I mentioned it to the group chat after last week's predictions. Um, I think maybe a new segment. I don't know if we do we start now and at the beginning of a you know this new quarter of a season, or if we wait until next year. Yeah. Should we start doing our predictions and keeping track and seeing who our best prediction is? And I have not mentioned this to my fellow co-host here. I really think it'd be fun to do something like uh, Sunday, you know, Fox Sunday show does, you know, have the game of our week and pick a game or pick a couple of games and, you know, say who's going to win and, you know, kind of do more of a, we don't have to do it this week because it's on the last second, but I think maybe it'd be a little bit fun to add, you know, our games of the week and pick a winner from a game. Yeah. I'm cool with that. So, all right, so I'll, all right, so starting this week, I'll start recording all of our uh, our predictions, and we'll start with Thursday night football this week, which is the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams are three and one, and the Seattle Seahawks are two and two. And I'll go ahead and give the mic over to Tyler while I get the document ready for uh, to record our predictions. But Tyler, go ahead. What's your thoughts and predictions for Thursday night football? Rams Seahawks. Whew, this is going to be a tough one. Um, man, <laughs> I really like the Seahawks. I mean, the one thing that, that kind of gives me some some uh, cause to pause is the fact that, you know, the Rams just lost. Um, but I think I think with all things considered, I'm going to take Seattle at home um, in a in a high scoring game. I think um, give me the um, Seahawks 31 27. Hello. I muted myself, guys. I am so sorry. I muted myself. So my puppies, I have two new puppies and they were being really loud outside the door. So uh, 
Okay, so Tyler, you are going to pick the Seattle Seahawks, and what was the score? 31-27. 31-27. Okay. All right there, uh, Chris, what do you have for Thursday Night Football? Well, Colton is back. And, you know, they played that playoff game in Seattle last year without the Colton man. And as we know, Nick Nittman, um, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks 24 21. Wow. Two of you guys going to Seattle, huh? I'm in the head for the Colton man. And you said tw- you said twenty four what twenty one okay close game all right I'm gonna go against the grain of my co-host I think oh, no you love the land I gotta sit with my team I, I mean I had I buy it in that they're you know a three and one you know they're three and zero oh. so I have to I have to stick to my guns right so I and I'm not like Seattle has been struggling all year long. Um, Aaron, uh, Russell Wilson hasn't thrown an interception yet. I think that might change. I really believe that the Rams' defense steps up and you know will have something to prove against the show that just happened against the Los or the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Matthew Stafford's playing really well. I think for cup returns, uh, Tyler Lockett has disappeared since like the first two weeks. I, I really believe in the Rams and the Rams to win this game at. Uh, 12th man, I don't really know if it matters anymore. I don't think they've been the same since the early days of the Legion of Boom. So, I 12th man, get out of here. You haven't been the same for a couple of years. So, I'm going to give it to Rams. Rams to win this game, and I have them winning by, let's go 28 to 17. I, I think they're going to wow. win. I think they're going to win by I double digits. Oh, yeah, disrespect against the, the overrated Seattle Seahawks. And gets, so, and I really think it comes to that the defense for the, the Rams have something to prove after the shit show they put it for, against the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah it, it could be a great shootout. I mean, I know fans would like to probably see it here at like 35 28, you know, a whole bunch of touchdowns being thrown. But I really think Jalen Ramsey shuts down whatever wide receiver he's going against. Aaron Donald destroys that center of the line and gets a couple sacks. This game's going to be the Rams' return to show that they're they're a contender, not a pretender. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think this is dumb. That's why I blew past it. Chris, Chris brought a new segment in. Big deal or little deal. Aaron Rodgers Steeler comments. All right, Chris, this is your new segment, so I'm going to go ahead and let you start. Big deal, little deal, Aaron Rodgers' comments. First of all, you had a heard what Aaron Rodgers' comments were. He said, and I'm quoting, when I talked about Pittsburgh, he said, they were blue-collar city. And when I asked about my problem, he said, he just went posting speeches. We didn't know what in the world Aaron Rodgers is the master of, of of the unwritten word no longer. No, no. That, that's what that Mike McCartney is what Aaron Rodgers said. Aaron Rodgers is very good with the backhanded, the backhanded comment. Yes. And, 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 no, I, since I know, I know my co-hosts are not in the same. I'm saying it's a picture. Because you got that franchise in the Pittsburgh field that's absolutely... Trend one right now. They're not a in the only one of them. They need to hold it back. They're done. They're done. They got 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mitchell, Aaron Rodgers, it happened. I'm not saying it will happen. It looks wrong. Somebody posted a photo of him and it, it does look great. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute here. One thing we have to think of here is what number will Aaron Rodgers wear his number? He loves Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, please, you know, any complaining in the idea. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers really is in uh, Green Bay, I mean, that, if they don't win this year, he might want to He's play. still under contract. People don't understand he's that. He's still, still under contract. I mean, he walks out, he'll get out. If he wins a Super Bowl, I, I think he retires before he leaves. I honestly think if he wins or even gets to the Super Bowl, he retires. I really don't see him playing for another team because he really considered it this year. And, I mean – I know he – I think he wants – I really think he wants 500. So he might play one more year to get to the 500 touchdowns because depending on how close he is this year, he couldn't – you know, he's at – he beat – he tied Dan Marino. He's one away from tying Drew Brees and two away from beating Drew Brees and being in the top five for touchdown passes. Um, so, you know, a little you know, Little deal, little deal. Uh, I don't think it matters. It doesn't – I mean, it's just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. He's always been good at using words and kind of backhanded comments, as I said. Um, it really just comes down to Aaron Rodgers. He This was probably said on the Pat McAfee show. And Pat, he just likes to kind of have fun on the show and kind of, you know, throw jabs. And I think it's more of a jab towards Pittsburgh and a more of a jab towards Mike Tomlin. I think it's more of a jab at, at Matt LaFleur who don't like him. No, they, they love each other. That's – Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers have a well, a really well-known connection, and they actually really like each other, and they have a great chemistry. That is not a, anything towards Matt LaFleur at whatsoever. If you actually hear Matt, Aaron Rodgers adores Matt LaFleur, and Matt LaFleur adores Aaron Rodgers, they they have no ill, Ill will against each other. Um, but I have to agree and jump on there. Aaron, Big Ben is done. Get rid of him. He needs to retire. You need to send him whatever. He does not have it. Um you do have Dwayne Haskins. I am not a believer with Chris, but you brought him in for a reason to be the backup. He is a first-round talent. Um, you at least have to see if he's worth it. I mean, you guys at this rate are going to have a dra- high draft pick, so you could be in a position to draft a quarterback. So at least see if your quarterback that you who is still young is worth even trying to invest into something else before you know, and see if you need to waste your you know take not waste but take a first-round quarterback next in this year uh, next year's draft. But it's time to bench Big Ben, move on, try uh, Dwayne Haskins. If Dwayne Haskins sucks, is in the answer, then just go back to Big Ben. But it's time to move on from Big Ben. I I think if Dwayne Haskins is really bad, you can be good. He could. All right, Tyler, big deal, little deal, Aaron Rodgers comments. Um, not only is it a little deal, but it's like the littlest deal. Um, I mean, thank you, thank you. I, I don't, I don't see anything here at all. He, I think he's just talking shit. Um, and and I mean, even if he does leave uh, Green, I, I don't see Pittsburgh as a realistic spot. And why would it be? I mean, if we're being honest here, I mean, sure they got weapons, and and sure their defense is good. But look, Tom Tomlin, in my opinion, is not really that great of a coach. He has some very undisciplined teams for a guy who people make out to be very disciplined. I think it's totally the opposite. And on top of that, they have an absolute shit O-line. I mean, 
he's I mean Aaron Rodgers is getting no younger. If you're gonna leave Green Bay, it better be for a team that has a good offensive line, and they surely don't. So I'm going with with the littlest deal here. If it, this is like this is so minuscule to me. So this Amen. is a small, small Amen. deal. All right. <laughs> I'd like I'd like the attempt by Chris adding a new segment, but this is just a hey, this is hey, bad. yeah, better, yeah, better than that. Okay? Just make it better now. Only out here. Only out here. But that is it with the all-time missed podcast. Thank you for listening. This is yours truly, Little B at Brunelli Sports. Chris? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at T underscore Dement. And guess what? Two day, baby. Packers fans. Bengals coming for that ass on Sunday. But thank you again. Have a great week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.